Hello, hello. You're listening to the Continuous Curiosity Podcast, where curiosity has no limits. My name is Nadia, and in this week's episode, we sat down with Leroy to talk about Candy Crush murders and Trump drinking sanitizer. Well, in other words, fake news. Today, we have an interesting starting point to this episode. There is a new story that we really want to share with you. It goes like this. The headline is, Woman murders roommate for sending too many Candy Crush requests. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be serious. (laughs) (laughs) This extremely widely shared piece of fake news reported on the murder of a 19-year-old Candy Crush addict. Her constant game request drove her college roommate to bludgeon her to death with an industrial science bag of jelly beans. This story is clearly fake, but it had... (laughs) 438,599 Facebook engagements, so almost half a million Yes. Crazy. And some readers really bought it. So they really thought, you know, this. And, and I mean, if to think of it, you, this could be true, you know? Well, it's, it could be. The be- what? Well, mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, everything can be true. <laughs> but to yeah. to really have these like engagements and, and that, that there were really some readers who bought it, who really believed in it. Mm-hmm. that's just insane you know it's also like the story that there was this guy who just as a joke said that he has like a meth lab <laughs> in his garage or something and then it went so big that in the end the police like really went after him <laughs> but you shouldn't because, say that <laughs> because he like made a video or something and posted it somewhere so yeah. he meant it as a joke but then yeah. it went just all crazy and people believed it and then suddenly you know it was on the news and then his mother was calling him and being like are you like do you have a meth lab what's going on and everything yeah people really don't know what the truth is anymore and what's not no they don't and there is really like quite a lot of fake news happening yeah and you know or just these like and it can be disinformation as like information which is is meant to deceive Mm -hmm. or misinformation which is just like yeah bad information with no malicious intent behind it but just people have shared it because they didn't know if it's fake or not yeah but then sometimes it's really that people spread fake news for saying you know i want to influence something i want yeah exactly have you ever shared fake news or like miss or disinformation that you didn't know of at the time but found out after i don't think so good have you i believe i have (laughs) (laughs) but i can't remember exactly what it was but it it was something that the nos published the nos is like the dutch the biggest Dutch news outlet, I think. Yeah. And I like shared it on Instagram. And then a few hours later, they um, 
removed it and said that the information wasn't correct that was in the mm. post um so yeah even you know in that context of such a big news outlet um it wasn't the truth so like for example they yeah. would never share this a story about the candy crush murder <laughs> yeah but you know they did it does happen sometimes that a big you know news channel or something shares um something that's not true or not the right information or something so so yeah i i did but i took it down very quickly <laughs> good yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like you you really have to think lately like what what do you trust and what not which kind yeah. of news outlets and how did they check it because for me yeah i've never been really like the person to spread news mm -hmm. anywhere on social media yeah uh so it's i i haven't like I, i'm more of a who shares something inspirational content so that's really interesting but of course when i go on <clears throat> different social media platforms i see a lot of people um sharing information yeah And sometimes it can really ring the alarms and be like, mm -hmm. is this really true? And I think, well, it's again a topic I can't get around. But in this last year around <laughs> COVID and vaccinations yeah. and everything, there have been so many conspiracy theories and fake news. It's just right. insane. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's also talking about Instagram or Facebook or like social media in general, I think it is very interesting to see the shift happening of where we at first used social media for like the social aspect of it, for the creativity, for the connecting with others. Yeah. But right now we've shifted towards like an era where we are getting the, our information of out of these social media platforms. So You know, yeah. when, for example, first Instagram stories were introduced, you could, you know, follow all this content of all these people showing what they were doing on the spot or like sharing ideas or whatsoever. But it has right now also shifted through sharing information because it's obviously very easy to share something from someone's feet or from a news channel or whatever it is that you follow. Yeah. Um, and it's also, I think... Um, for example, if I choose to not read the news or not engage with it um, by, you know, going on these websites and reading about it, but then if I just want to scroll through my Instagram stories and see what people are doing, it's constantly filled with information and news. So it's also quite difficult to kind of step away from it because it's so, you know, uh, integrated in the whole digital device that we have. Um, yeah 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 and it's gotten to even this that for instance right now on 2021 we have situations where um facebook pages of news outlets are being blocked yep. uh, because they're trying to somehow uh control it or monitor it to make sure that there is like no misinformation spreads mm -hmm. Uh, but of course, you know, the problem here is that in the end, there will be some kind of other platform where it will be possible to share 
yeah. to share that information, yeah. you know. It's like, okay, you have one place, but then, and then Facebook wants to then be like this, like have a role as a moderator, but they will just find alternative routes into the mainstream consciousness, yeah. so to say, yeah. you know, starting from really differing all kinds of like people who spread the conspiracy theories. Yeah. So it's... But you know what I like the question that pops up in my mind is like, is a social media platform the right place for news and information? Yeah, that's a good question. Right? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't have the answer, but it's something that I just think of because it's not that, you know, all the users, uh, like, it's very normal right now that there is news on all these platforms. But like yeah. I said, it's not what it's meant for. Um and Yeah, initially not. But of course, everything changes. Of course, and... yeah. And, you know, we, we don't know what social media will end up being for us in like 10 years yeah, or exactly. even if we will have it. Maybe it will be only for news. Maybe we won't be sharing anything about our personal lives there mm. anymore. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Well, I think talking of social media and news and everything, I, I think we can't skip the documentary of. I think this year or lately 2020 the the social dilemma yes it was last year uh, last year yeah yeah we yes. cannot not talk about it i think it's a good one it really yeah. put all of the topics you know of so to say the dark side of social media mm -hmm. and then they had all these people who worked for these companies as in like google yeah. and facebook and they really interviewed them and and had them talk about the backstory of how uh, how things are happening and how, for instance, you can so easily get into this role of of getting confirmation uh, to your information, like it's called confirmation bias, mm -hmm. basically you get some kind of piece of information you're interested in and then what the platform starts doing it starts feeding you with the same type of information and give you gives you the illusion as if this is true because you're getting a lot of different sources that confirm the same information yeah. and that gets a lot of people into really horrible situations yeah i think it's very dangerous as well Exactly. There was like an example on this, um, the social dilemma documentary, where there is this um, young boy or like teenager, who just gets all this information and then ends up at these like riots and, and gets into this yeah. really bad situation, although it's actually maybe not even true what's happening, but he just doesn't have, you know, this maybe this critical thinking mm -hmm. or like that he will start doubting it or double checking. He just thinks, okay, that's, that's what's happening. This is the, the ultimate truth. You know? Yeah. And, um, and these days I feel like what is, what is the most difficult with all these fake news is that 
where's the truth then how do you know that some kind of like you also said that you have shared from mm-hmm. like a news outlet that is like a big one yeah. in a yeah. country you know that most people will trust exactly and then you can't trust it anymore because maybe the journalist uh, who who uh, wrote about it didn't know or didn't check or maybe there was no information exactly. available yeah. and it really did seem that something is yeah. right yeah i and uh, then you go i have to think of an example uh that i had in my minor right like i'm following the minor journalism right now and we also talked about it of course because it's such a big topic in you know yeah. the world of journalism and there they also showed some footage of an American news channel, uh, quite a big one, like CNN or something like, I don't know, a very, you know, which is watched by a, a lot of people. And the reporter was, um, they had like a bit of a discussion to reporters. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them said, um, like a reporter on the news channel, on national TV said, but we also mm-hmm. have to look at the alternative facts. And everyone in class including me was like alternative facts like there's facts and there's you know um there, you know there's facts there's the truth and then there's everything around it which is you know not a fact so i'm like how can you as a presenter or a reporter for such a big you know news channel say something like this because it really yeah. gives the audience the feeling of okay there is more going on, but also not to believe the actual facts, like the truth, which is, I think, very alarming. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would, like, then you start being really confused. Okay, so what are the actual facts and the truth? The actual Exactly, facts? yeah. And that's, you know, that's the main problem. That's the confusion. That's what you said as well. Like, how do you know? what is the truth is if like okay if it's some you know shady website that's sharing something okay then we might be like we don't believe this but if it's you know our national news channels then it it's it it gets way more complicated yeah yeah because in the end yeah it becomes really like when you start thinking already about like democracy Mm -hmm. and democracy as we know it if if this continues then it it won't be possible in a world where if the information is distrusted and and everything is is uh, manipulated you know as yeah. in, when you go even further like we talk about deep fakes mm-hmm. for instance and there it's <clears throat> the technology has gotten so good that we don't know if some politician yeah you know what what they're saying if especially if it's maybe not on like national television mm-hmm. or something like that because there i hope that they have ways to somehow control it but when you think of really like social media that almost anyone from anywhere can manipulate a video with the image and the voice and you know oftentimes the problem is that people when they see it you know they think that's the truth you know like there's this also this phrase i believe it i will believe it when i see it but to this day, it's actually not relevant anymore because you also have to be questioning if what you're seeing, yeah, if you should exactly. believe it. And there has been even whole research done and uh, that, for instance, children, that they're already developing like a reality apathy that they don't even care if this is, mm-hmm. this is the truth. 
so they don't they're like okay yeah whatever you know it's it doesn't matter is this the truth is this not the truth so we don't even know where where this will take our like upcoming generations and how they will because they're growing up in this imagine like a kid who is right now let's say like six years old or seven right Mm -hmm. let's say seven they already go to school so they started learning they're like you know at school and in the system and and probably they see news with with their parents, yeah. you know, when parents are watching the news in the morning, let's say, and or on social media if they are there. Then, how do they perceive it, and how is it growing up when you know you can't trust what you see, mm-hmm. what you read, what you hear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's. I think it's a very scary thought, and I think that also. Uh, contributes to you know a very polarized world because I think it's personally I think it's impossible to be especially at that age like growing up also being like a young teenager it's impossible to say like I don't believe anything that I see or hear anymore Um, because you're always gonna pick a side or choose to believe something because I think that's also human nature of course Um, yeah but if there's so many different sides to a story, then, you know, everyone will pick a side and we will all be on a different side of the spectrum, which I think is very, um, it's a very weird thought, like how that will yeah. result in society in like five years, for example, or 10 years. Yeah. If everything has to be, you know, questioned. Yeah. If this is... Correct. yeah exactly ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy it is yeah <laughs> and i think you know it's very strange that that it's these news no not these news but like these big tech companies that are like gaining so much power over people their opinion um yes which i think is also a very weird shift when talking about like power structures like of course it was the government first but like it almost seems as if it's shifting towards like these these big tech companies yeah and there are also new uh companies coming up and then with you know the development of ai basically we have such a big proportion of video content online already that is just you know partially generated with ai for Mm -hmm. instance or even or even completely uh, generated with ai so that's not even basically done by people anymore like yeah exactly yeah yeah what i have to think of right now is uh i don't want to talk about covid too much (laughs) but yeah it's a big topic of course but just what like pops into my mind saying like who has the power was of course i think a very good example um you know donald trump basically denying the whole uh pandemic and then with his weird what was it again that he said you have to drink like this sanitizer thing in order to yes. you know right. and that's okay exactly. of course it's it, like a bleach or something. yeah something like that but then of course it's <laughs> donald trump so okay but you know, it is the president of a very big country and there are a lot of people following him. Um, yeah. So even that, you know, it's not 
stuck to these news channels or websites, but it's also just like leaders that are also spreading this misinformation and these crazy yeah. ideas. Yeah, but then I've uh, read this uh, book uh, by um, Nina Sheik. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, she had, wrote a book that's called Deep Fakes, The Coming and Focalypse. And there she is saying that, for instance, a lot of people who support a certain politician, they don't even care anymore if what this politician is saying is the truth. They're like, you know, and especially when it came to the Trump Trump example, that's why I'm talking about it. She said that there were some supporters that said, well, you know, at least we know that he lies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they will they will support him because you know with with the others is as if they don't know if the other politician lies or not but with him they do know that he lies and that's okay and they you know they trust him for this uh, openness about it basically <laughs> so okay. it's like it becomes really you know it's like a funny loop that gets created there. <laughs> and yeah, and then the question is, like, how do you how do you fight f- fake news? How do you uh, fight back against deep fakes? And is it is it going to be the technology or is it going to be some kind of like, you know, like how will it be possible to detect mm-hmm. it, to prevent it or <clears throat> then make sure that people know that if something is shared, that this is the truth and this is not. Yeah. And it's also, I think about people, there, like bias because for example, I believe I have, for example, just like <clears throat> my mindset or like how I, my views on life are, for example, way different than my father, which is fine. You know, you, you both have your, uh, what you believe in and what you think is important and but if there if it's about a topic and I already am a bit biased because of my views and my dad is completely the opposite and there's two politicians you know saying different things like of course I will choose to believe the politician that I am rooting for because that yeah. fits with my views on life and of course my dad will do the same and yeah. that makes it very difficult, I think, to eliminate fake news. Um, yeah. Because there's always there's always a truth for someone in whatever story. And I think, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what point I'm trying to make, but that's just like what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, yeah. I think that here when we have to go back to our education yeah for sure and to really say that we need right now our educational systems and may have been be the traditional ones or new ones that are popping up that we really need to go through like digital literacy and awareness training because if we don't have that then we won't really know how to deal with those things yeah. especially you know, and, and I think everybody should have it because right now, you know, the, the, the young and the old, everybody's on the internet. So yeah. whoever has it, you know, True, yeah. has access of it. 
of course not everybody in the world mm -hmm. but a really big amount of people yeah and we need to bring that in into our you know educate them through different um like institutions maybe mm -hmm. i don't yeah. know like maybe then a school or it will be like if it's for instance to somebody who's not going to school anymore or like elderly people yeah. that there is a system to educate that you should not like how do you l learn and understand and be critical of what you're seeing mm -hmm. or reading uh, because right now as well with with uh, everything that's happening all the time like i have the possibility to watch news in many different languages yeah. <laughs> and oftentimes what i notice is that really people say different things about the same things and that you understand that for instance when people watch news in one language and then they watch in the other language and you ask them the same question like the different people they will have like the different attitude like basically like what you explain also with your yeah. dad and uh, and that's all logical you know it's not like it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. it makes complete yeah. sense and uh, mostly we want to believe exactly uh what is said because if we don't know how do we know that we can mm -hmm. know better yeah or... yeah and i think it also comes down to the quality of journalism i um yeah. i interviewed a journalist uh, two weeks ago for uh, an assignment and he's been in the he's been a journalist since 1985 already so quite a long time and he yeah. spoke about the fact that with you know our world being so globalized and everything needs to be faster and with the technology and everything that which is very sad a lot of like good quality journalism has disappeared because yeah. um, a lot of the news outlets have also disappeared and a lot of them had to cut back on finances because all the advertising, all the money that they got from advertising, which is like 70% or something, it all shifted to social media. Everything, everyone is, you know, yeah. um, advertising on social media. So they had to cut back in like the amount of journalists and everything, which resulted in fewer people doing way more work um, which has yeah. really also, you know, have a negative impact on the quality of their work, the but also that yeah. for, um, items are less well-researched, mistakes are made, um, also some items are less appealing to certain groups. And what he also said that this can only, you know, be fixed when we organize the market better. So, for example, by making these major media platforms pay... Um, taxes and get money from that because he also said that there's a very interesting shift going on that if you want you know some good quality information you have to pay for it so you also really see a gap in like um, social economic inequality and like the people who can pay for quality new quality news also obviously get you know more misinformation and more uh, fake news which I thought is a very yeah. interesting like gap that's going on in our society. Um, and yeah. Yeah. That's also why we have 
you know, so much news actually being spread on, on social yeah. media because that's where it has shifted. It has become this easy outlet. Exactly. Know? And, uh, but yeah, but thankfully there's also, you know, these like open source fact-checking platforms. Yeah. Um, and then other tools as well that can protect you from fake news. But in the end, it's really about like checking what information you share, where, verifying your sources, you know, being kind of like aware of your political biases mm -hmm. or just biases in general and being skeptical, you yeah. know, like a little bit, but not like in this negative <laughs> way, but like just adding this touch of skepticism to what you're yeah. reading. And, uh, but it's really sad, you know, that, that, um, that that's what's happening, you know, with, the, with good mm -hmm. journalism. And, yeah, um, and of course, like these fact checking platforms and stuff like, I like, I think it's, it's great. It's nice that, that we have that option but you know the people that use that are also the people that you know are uh aware of what is going on in this whole fake news world exactly so I think, yeah but it's i mean there's some research that's done recently and uh it's done with with younger generations as in then gen z and uh, millennials mm -hmm. and um According to this, I think it was like 23,000 uh, young people that were, yeah, 23,500 from 24 countries. Okay. So it's like a international study that is surveyed with uh, Gen Z and mm. millennials, like I said. And this study showed that actually 59.1% have uh, fake news awareness. And they are very aware of the fact that COVID-19 information on social media or messaging apps could be yeah. false. And uh, so this also comes to how they react to the information or what they do or if they try to, you know, intervene or like unfollow the person who is sharing the fake news <laughs> or, or stuff yeah. like that. And um, of course, it's also... India, what we come, what it comes down to is that sometimes we have so much information. That as well is uh, is a very big problem. And this research also showed that fifty eight point three percent are really overwhelmed with the information, and fifty two percent have stopped paying attention yeah. to COVID nineteen news. So it's really, you know, you have this like fake news going around. You are overwhelmed by all the news that are put out there so of course you know it, it gets super it gets super tiring it does yeah so, i mean i i think we well at least i did i don't know about you but i've experienced also like information fatigue in the last year especially when the, it was news about covid you know um yes because it is a lot and i think social media in itself already is a lot and then also all this yeah. information of these news outlet like Yes, we are very overwhelmed, but what I also find interesting is that it's only a small group that chooses to go away from it because the majority just, although they get tired from it, you know, still reach to their phones so many times a day and keep scrolling their feet. Because yeah. It's very uh, fascinating. So it's like a yeah. yeah, like according to this survey, like 52% have stopped paying attention to those news. Yeah. Like when it comes to COVID nineteen, yeah. so that means forty eight percent are still paying attention exactly. to that. Yeah. And then there's also like it's interesting to see that 
that uh, 59.3% feel that the media is not telling them everything. Hmm. Yeah. And then 57.1% feels that their government is not giving the full picture on the pandemic. Wow. So people are really like skeptical. Yeah. That's, that's already like most. It's like 60% versus 40, yeah. basically, almost. So... So I think it it would be interesting to see then you know uh, a research on this uh, with with um, older generations, yeah. you know, yeah. To how how are the percentages there, and then to see because that's where it is like this this digital literacy and and critical thinking and skepticism. Uh, I think it also depends on what kind of a time and age you you grew up in. For sure, yeah, yeah. You know, growing up as a, for example, a Gen Zer, you're so used to having the technology with you. Like they grew up in, a, you know, fully digital world. So I think, in a way, they also, you know, they're better at adapting to how they use it um, or how they want to use it. So I think, in that sense, like the the numbers make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah to me as well <laughs> i was i was not really surprised to see that yeah yeah it's, uh, i mean i'm also in the same uh, age group yeah. that they that they uh, surveyed yeah usually um of course we're studying trend research and you know we think a lot about the future but to be honest with you like about this topic the fake news and the deep fakes and all the misinformation, everything. I, I really have no idea of how this, you know, will what, what this will look like in the future. Like I, like usually I'm, I, I can, you know, speculate and have an idea, but right now with this, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. We'll have to figure out a system around it. And I think it will change. Because really, you know, AI is mm -hmm. becoming more and more yeah. powerful and people are letting it in into, you know, different systems and, and, and have these different tools. So as you know, the more there are like these things happening, like deep fakes developing into like weapons of fraud and political propaganda, mm -hmm. there will be also something to to you know like a counter movement yeah. to that like I, I i think there has to be and um and i think it will be through like education yeah. i think that that somehow it will be that we will figure out and maybe our governments then or, or people in in the tech world probably or like <laughs> collaborating mm -hmm. and thinking of how we can how we can fight that and how we can really have these proactive countermeasures yeah, to that. I hope so. <laughs> and that will be then from government, from, you know, citizens, from maybe even military. Yeah. <laughs> Would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that's a good point yeah. to stop this episode. Yes. Uh, we will uh, put some of the sources also into the um, episode notes. I think that book is really interesting, which I read on deep fakes. Uh, this author, Nina Sheik, she's also writing articles and just writes really interesting stuff on this topic as well. Um, but I'm sure there's also other uh, sources to read about this. 
So if you, as a listener, have something to share with us, you can do that via our uh, social media. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Our Instagram. Make sure you fact check it. Is... Yes. <laughs> Be skeptical. <laughs> check your sources. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next uh, episode. In the meantime, while you wait for it, you can check out our Instagram account under continuous.curiosity because there we also share more information of what we discussed. And uh, there we also share other things uh, that we do. And that's that. Until next time. Bye.